0: Welcome to the T2 Hubcast. Join T2 and guests as they discuss all things personal and professional development. The T2 Hubcast, brought to you by the People Performance People.
1: Welcome to the T2 Hubcast with me, Spencer Locker.
0: And me, Tracy
1: Roberts. Morning, Tracy. All right. Morning. All good. Yep. Yeah, two yeah. coffees down. All good. Two coffees down. <laughs> Hey, hey, it comes, in. It, it comes to something when you're measuring your, the quality of your day by the <laughs> amount of coffees you have. So yeah, because because you know what, we, when we start talking about quality of days, how we feel in the office and things like that, mm-hmm. um, we we've been talking and uh, and it's very much in in certain places anyway. It's very much dependent on what sort of manager you have or what sort of leader you have. Oh yeah, and you came real. up you came up with a term when we were talking about this, and it, and it. Tickled me. I must say, it really did tickle me. <laughs> Don't take so, much, mate, does it? So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, we we've decided to do a little bit of a podcast. Drop on the old, uh, drop in the old uh, podcast booth and do a T two hubcast. And um, what's it going to be about, Tracy? It's going to be about seagull management. Seagull management. What managing. Um, seagulls. J- oh, yeah, yeah mani- so managing th- coast-based birds. I
0: thought we should take some more clients on, and as there's so many outside the window, I thought we could <laughs> <laughs> direct them to where they're supposed to be. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> development for seagulls. <laughs> oh,
1: Seagull development. Well, no, not
0: quite. <laughs> it's it's it, essentially we were talking about managerial styles, weren't we, or organizational styles? Yeah. Um, and I was sort of explain this couple of situations I've been in and something we'd observed. Uh, And I said, it's a little bit like seagull management. And you said, what the hell does that mean? And I said, basically, it's when someone, usually the manager, flies in, drops a load of shit and flies out again. And the whole group just think, what the hell just happened? And how do I clean this up?
1: Yes. (laughs) Because initially I'm thinking to myself, you've got a manager like a seagull. uh, What, (laughs) he's going to kick the door in and nick me chips.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, funnily (laughs) enough that there is a little element of that as well right? in you know if you if you take it to the seagull analogy which you know you think of what those creatures are like um Mm. initially you look at them they're quite quiet and unassuming and you know Mm. just sat there but they've got a plan sometimes haven't they and it's usually to nick your chips so some seagull managers will fly in and just drop their crap everywhere and obviously there's a massive cleanup operation afterwards Mm. some will actually fly in and hold back a bit but they'll nick your chips A.K.A. your ideas and your visions. Right. And sometimes not for a bad reason. You know, Mm. they'll take a little bit of what you said and go away with it and kind of grow it. But some people do do it negatively and take little bits of what maybe people will say in the business Mm. and then use it as their own ideas. So there is a little bit of a crossover between those little blighters down at Scarborough Harbour. Yeah. And, you know, what we're talking about, really.
1: Sorry, these little critters (laughs) were...
0: Garber Arbor. I was going to say, that wasn't easy
1: for you to say, No, <laughs> yeah, it? No,
0: not no, as a jock that lives in Hull, that definitely wasn't easy for
1: me to say at all. <laughs> yeah, so it sounds, certainly sounds like, I I wonder why we haven't had a seagull as a Bond villain yet, because they're evil. Yeah.
0: I mean? Imagine that new Mr Bond, I expect you to die.
1: <laughs> in your best seagull voice. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I, I, you know what, I think everybody's been there, haven't they?
0: Yeah, and
1: and when we when we start talking about like unconscious motivators, we know that some people can be in shadow, um, and when they're in shadow, um, sometimes they don't do the best things. Um,
0: no, but even but- in best self, think about it for someone who's mm. creative. So in a creative environment, mm. they they are in best self in terms of how they are performing and what they're doing and their minds going and stuff. But yeah, the, their actions mm. because they're so creative and because they're so passionate. Can create that seagull effect <clears throat> without even realising
1: it. Yeah, and if they're yeah. thinking that they're just they're they're in there and 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 dropping the shit everywhere, yeah. and they think that it's going to make a lovely Jackson Pollock,
0: you know, <laughs> it's it's all
1: creative and it's yes. all this that and the other. Um, it's it's a really interesting point to make or a relevant point to make that just because the message the message transmitted is one thing, it doesn't necessarily that's the same message received. So no. everybody sat there going, we're putting their umbrellas up because they don't want to get covered in. Seagull guano. Yeah.
0: And it, it does create that culture of if the seagull comes in regularly, like mm. almost like you say, putting the brolly up or actually shutting the door, you mm. know, or putting lead pellets down, whatever way you want to <laughs> <laughs> make a terrible coffee so they don't come in. Yeah. But it's, it, you've almost got that feeling of impending doom. You mm. know, so that person can have that effect on the office space or even personally, you know, someone's from from a from a personal perspective, a seagull manager to a degree, it's not seagull management, but you will just come home and drop your crap all over your partner or your children or yeah. whatever way you look at it. And and although your partner, your family, whoever's around you wants to support you, mm. they are kind of tense. Yeah. And and just waiting for that situation to happen, and um, it's because you don't have an outlet normally. So mm. it, in a positive way, it's because you're creative, isn't it? Yeah. And in a creative environment, I should imagine that that's really more prevalent. People will come in and seagull, um, but if there's a whole load of you seagulling, um, if you do that in a blue sky thinking environment, mm. you can almost sweep up a little bit of the crap from one side and think, right, let's focus on this bit, you mm. know. Um, but in a normal situation. Well, it depends when you drop your shit as well, doesn't yeah. it? So if you are someone who likes to, and I've experienced this massively, someone come in and dropping their shit at three o'clock on a Friday on me and telling me it has to be done by Monday at 6am, oh. you know? And I think, well, that, you know, you, you're a conscious shitter. Yes. <laughs> you come <laughs> in and you know that yeah. that is literally going to ruin my weekend.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and that's different from someone who comes out of a meeting and, it's just full of ideas and comes in the office and still mm. does the same thing. But people almost understand it differently. Mm. Um, and it's about calling that person out because they probably don't realize, do they? No. Um, but I used to do it. I used to, I used to be on the road, four hours in a meeting, have the best meeting ever, mm. but get frustrated because <laughs> I'm a sort of person that if I'm in the car, I'm annoyed because I'm not doing anything. It's not it's not important like this. I'm driving, but what can I be doing in that four hours? If I'm at the hairdressers, I'm on my laptop, I get so irritated by doing nothing. So what do I do? The only thing I can do, I ring people. Right. So I'd come out of a meeting, I'd have loads of ideas, and I'd be buzzing. And literally I've have, I have my hit list, my top three who I'd ring, and they'd be waiting for it. And sometimes it's for a squawk. So that's okay, you can have a squawk from time to time, can't you? Hmm. Sometimes it's to literally roll that crap downhill and go right this is what i want doing because i've had this great idea and i'm all the way home in my car talking to this person and didn't think for one minute when i hung the phone up sometimes i've just literally done seagull management on that person um so (laughs) you have to when you're someone who's quite you know full of ideas you've got to be very aware that you do this you don't realize you do it but you do so it is about managing that creativity time isn't it Mm. and the outcomes from that as well
1: yeah. And, uh, and I suppose um, when we start talking about seagull management, we could actually diversify ever so slightly uh, because not everybody lives on the coast. <laughs> um, so, yeah. it, so it might be if you live on the coast, you've got seagull management. But if you live in land, it might be pigeon management.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We could maybe just call it the shitty bird effect or something like that. <laughs> um, But yeah, it's essentially it doesn't matter where you are. You know, you're going to get different variations. Some are bigger than others. Some are greedier than others. Yeah. Some are more vocal than others.
1: Sometimes you're the pigeon. Sometimes (laughs) you're the statue. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you are the shitty. Yeah. Or sometimes you are the receiver of.
0: I mean, and you could have some eagles, let's be honest, that are working in your business. And can you imagine the crap that they drop? So.
1: If we're going down this, I mean, I know it's nothing to do with birds. But um, the, we're 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 training our puppy at the moment, and it's like very treat reward based training. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a and bit I'm, like that. <laughs> and I'm shoveling treats down because that's what you do at the moment. Yeah. It's, it's all this sort of stimu- stimulating yeah. that that um, br- those brain chemicals to make him feel good. Yeah. So yeah, all this that, and the other. But I tell you what, I'm starting to put me back out now when I'm picking up his poo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> can't keep up.
1: You can't keep up. Yeah.
0: You like give your butt a chance to catch up, lad. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs>
1: So yes so um it's really interesting when we start thinking about sometimes you do it unconsciously or subconsciously yeah. sometimes you are conscious about it um, yeah. and and if you are conscious about it particularly after the fact yeah you're sort of thinking right okay i've i've, I've been a seagull or the go, pigeon or, yeah. or whatever shitty bird i've been or whatever's relevant to my yeah. particular sort of geographical location yeah i need to do something about this i need to no, not, yeah. not necessarily damage limitation, but I, firstly, I, I need to start thinking about how I'm going to control my behaviour. But secondly, yeah. what am I going to do to make this right?
0: Yeah, and there's there's loads of ways to look at that, isn't there? If you're conscious that you're a shitter, <laughs> and you will know that, as I'm saying this now, people will be listening saying, Yeah, you know, especially if you're in you know a job where you're in, in charge of a group of people, mm. particularly if you're creative, whatever yeah. way you look at it, it's about channeling your creativity, isn't it? Mm. So for me, it's you know, you've got up op- you've got like steering the shit. Yeah, And you've got the stuff that, you know, adds to that experience of steering the ship. So the stuff that adds, all the stuff that will grow a business, that is creativity. So sometimes it's a good idea just to channel that into sections of the week. So thinking, okay, um, I'm, I'm my most productive, like I said to you the other day, I'm more productive between three and five in an afternoon for some reason, probably because I'm at optimum coffee levels. Um, <laughs> so I will make notes. But what I learned to do, because I was doing that and then I was firing it off to the people who could support with that initiative. Yeah. And actually, it was then six o'clock, seven o'clock at night. Now, I know a lot of businesses have actually said to people, from now on, we don't send emails or requests after 6 p.m., as an example, which is a good way to look at it, isn't Mm. it? However, I am the type of person that generally, because I've got a good relationship with people I work with, I do speak to them out of the normal working hours. And it can sneak in and it becomes a WhatsApp or you know, even a something, you know, a quick email, Oh, don't worry about this till tomorrow, but personalities will still go. I'll get that done tonight. I would, I wouldn't want that in my inbox. Mm -hmm. So I think being conscious of your timings is really important and actually maybe making a a mental note of, right. I will use that creative time there. I will note take during that section. And then I will put a a Mm -hmm. half an hour in the diary to speak to that person tomorrow and then I will set out what I need doing and when. And I'll, and I'll outline what are important and what aren't important. Mm. Or even better, have, I don't know, a, a creative hour every week with your, your team or every month. You know, a lot of people do blue sky thinking days, don't they? And then out of that normally comes two or three key things you're going to work on. Mm. Um, and that's that's from the creative side, from an operational perspective, because that's where seagull management really comes in when there's a panic, you know, or where there's good stuff going on. Um, it's more about how that comes across to other people. So as you said, being really aware of no, you know picking your timings for one, mm. although you can't always do that in operational um, sort of circumstances, but actually channeling the action, if you like, mm. after that. Because I think a lot of people then struggle when someone's seagulling everywhere to actually pick out the bits that are really important. Mm. And I think the way that you say that as a leader is, is important, isn't it? You know, these are the things, I've had all these ideas, but ultimately it comes down to these two things that I need doing. So I think that's quite important as well. Um, so yeah, I think it's about picking your moments Hmm. and, and checking yourself. Like you say, like, I know I'm creative. I know I can't turn my brain off and, you know, choosing when that conversation is going to happen. Picking your moments is definitely important, isn't
1: it? Yeah. And I think, um, I think you, I think I'm speaking from personal experience. I used to have a boss who was a, um, seagull pigeon, call it what you will delete is applicable, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, he, um, he was very much like that. Um, don't get me wrong; it came from a good place. Yeah, definitely. It came from oh, a good place, yeah. uh, but very much like that. And um, and and he, the thing, the thing with him was because it came from a good place, and it was like a a reaction rather than a response yeah. it, it, to to this whatever stimulus was in his head. It swoop in, drop his shit. Yeah. Um, swoop out again, and then sort of consider what he'd done, mm. and felt the need to try and apologise. Right. Yes. To his to his crew, sort of turn around and go, "Look, I'm sorry about that. I had all these ideas. You know what I mean." However, uh, for whatever reason, and I don't know why, he never actually apologised. What he did was he acknowledged what he'd done, and then justified it right so yes i'm aware that i did this uh the reason why i did it was blah 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 yeah the demand of yeah. this person or, so yeah. actually it didn't mean anything yeah it wasn't an apology even though they may have felt like it was an apology all yeah. it was was an acknowledgement and the validation and and it sort of you know what it didn't happen very often don't get me yeah. wrong i don't want you to get the wrong impression it didn't happen very often but when it did happen and i'm sat there with my arms folded looking at him thinking mate, that wasn't an apology.
0: No, and you're, that situation, you know, it's really hard, isn't it? Because if you're, you know, someone who's really driven by people and, mm. um, you know, doing good things, um, you know, y- you will want to help that person. So even though you see what they're doing, you'll think, right, I'll get that done. And some bosses actually rely on coming to the right, you know, birdbath, so to speak, <laughs> and saying, right, I'm going to drop my shit here because these people have got my back and they're going to so pick it
1: up. Has this turned into spring watch or what? <laughs> <laughs> oh it's not posh right? oh, you know it's from
0: the umber um but yeah they'll go to the right bird bath and they'll shit all over it because they know that people will just pick it up and they're passionate and they want the f- they, they do share that creativity and that passion but what it, the bosses don't see is that imploding feeling for people you know mm. they're all maybe already sat there with 10 things on their list that they need to get done and five of those things might be personal things they just needed to focus yeah. their time and energy on getting that right and I think what we've got to be careful as, you know, if we do go into, you know, being a seagull manager is burnout for people. We've got to try and control that a bit because you won't see us as, as a leader always what's going on behind the scenes. So you will think that person's fully in control. I had this quite a few times where like people go i can't believe your work rate it's ridiculous you're so quick but what they don't see behind the scenes is it's because it's driven by i know that person needs that information so yeah. i wouldn't go to bed that night and told that person had that information and i also know that a lot of people i've worked with or for has used that to their advantage because they can come to me at eight o'clock on the night and go look i know we're off the clock officially but i've got this meeting in the morning mm. and you're the only person that can do this so some people some seagulls will use a little bit of manipulation as well and go look you're, you're the next biggest bird around here, you know, let's go <laughs> shit on some people together, you know, and and it creates a little bit. And as someone who wants to feel valued, you'll go, right, I've got this. Yeah. I'm going to keep eating chips with this person. You know, if we keep going out for lunch every day, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to progress if you like. Um, and who knows, I might get a next time, you know. So it's, it's being a bit aware of that as well and, yeah. and calling people out on it, but in the right way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The seagull and the cormorant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> off to the chipper on a, <laughs> on a friday don't harry Ramsdons.
1: yeah and yeah. and and yeah so it's it's really really interesting i mean i know some people might have different names for it but yeah. i think it's an interesting interesting concept i think it's relevant yeah um and i think that um we, we've we've actually sort of addressed a few things there haven't we
0: yeah i mean ultimately if you're listening right now and you're a seagull from time to time it's okay You know, we all do it, but it's about how you can maybe channel that to be a little bit better for your people and those around you, you know, so Mm. if you're someone who sees goals, as soon as you get home from work, think about that other person, maybe take a moment to say, how was your day first, Mm. you know, so you know, that active listening thing so don't seek to kind of get everything off your chest straight away. Maybe just channel it a little bit better, you know, um, so people around you have got an understanding. And if you're in the workplace and you're a seagull, think about ways that you can kind of control that a little bit more. Like I said, diary management, thinking about picking your moments with having those conversations and actually create a situation where you can seagull when you want. So if there is a blue sky thinking Friday or something similar, then get it all out. But then you still have to channel it back to those main outcomes, don't you? Mm. So I think really there's loads of ways to still squawk and seagull a little bit but control it for those around you i think that's the most important and i don't think it's actually healthy for the individual is it because no. you've got a lot going on there yeah. and actually what you really want to do is is keep pushing forward and but still channeling in those little you know snippets of wisdom and ideas because obviously that's what builds growth and development yeah and um, so yeah it is more about thinking of those around you as well and the stimulus isn't it
1: yes certainly mm. excellent well, I really enjoyed that chat. I consider myself educated. <laughs> for, Do for you consider yourself of... a
0: seagull, a pigeon or an eagle? Me?
1: I'm, mm. I'm, I'm, <laughs> mm. I'm probably Kingfisher. Oh,
0: okay. Ooh, okay. That's yeah. Interesting
1: just cuz I'm from Yorkshire. Okay. It's a sort of Yorkshire bird. That's fair. Um but uh yeah, budgie sometimes. Well
0: we used to call them shite hawks when I was in the navy. We never called them seagulls.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: you know, they so I'll consider myself a shite hawk from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, so when we start talking about uh, aquatic birds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know um, what we're talking about now. Yeah,
1: um, <laughs> we'll get bill in next time. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I'm sure he's available.
0: He can maybe get spotted by the RSPB.
1: For the next time we talk about seagull management. Yeah. (laughs) Not when you're talking about lead shot. That's not, (laughs) don't do that, kids, by the way. Don't do that.
0: We love animals and birds. Yeah. yeah.
1: Excellent. Tracy Roberts, thank you very much indeed for educating us.
0: You're very welcome.
1: Excellent. So uh, that's the end of this uh, T2 Hubcast, and we'll see you next time on the T2 Hubcast. Until then, bye-bye now.